This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Welcome, everybody. I am Mike Davis, and I am joined by Amanda Troutman. And this is our very first JRM 360, the podcast. It's a pretty exciting day for us right here, JRM 360, the podcast. Let me tell you what we're going to do on here. If you've seen JRM 360 videos, which we started several years ago, and you can find them every Thursday at jrmracing.com, you know by now that we tend to have a little fun around here. Amanda, you started here uh, just last month. Yeah. And have you been having fun so far? Uh, it's been great. Okay. So, yeah, it's not just for video. It's not just for audio. We actually do have fun around here, right? So our idea was simply let's take that to Dirty Mo Radio as well. I mean, the video has been pretty successful. We had more than a half million people watch that stuff last Time, year, yes. just last year. And let's see how the audio version of this does. So that's why we're here. And this is uh, the first episode of JRM 360, the podcast. And our first video of Season 4, JRM 360, uh, the video debuted yesterday. And uh, if you haven't watched it, you can go to jrmracing.com right now and check it out because uh, it was pretty exciting. Now, as far as yesterday's video goes, <laughs> you, you might have realized, you might have recognized that we had a pretty good weekend last weekend at the racetrack. Um, just I think we can do better this coming weekend. I mean, you think that it gets better than last weekend. Regan wins the nationwide series race. Junior wins the Daytona 500, but you're still not impressed. I mean, you know, sometimes you just what did they do at MRN that just has your expectations so high? I mean, the bar is apparently really high for you. You you know what I've learned is if you put yourself up so high, you have nowhere else to go. Listen, we had beer toast on Monday. We had beer at work. Did you have beer where you previously worked? I, you know what? This is a long story that I'm not sure needs to be brought on this podcast. Sure but does. But MRN does a feats of stupidity every year, and I was <laughs> a participant and a champion, and there was a couple beer chugs involved. The feats of stupidity here at Junior Motorsports, you can see every <laughs> Thursday at jrmracing.com because that's just basically <laughs> what JRM 360 is. It's feats of stupidity. Uh, but we're, we're proud of it, actually. So, yeah, the video came out yesterday, and – it was pretty exciting because when Regan goes off and wins the race, that sort of changed up our entire ideas on what we had been thinking about doing for the first episode. Then Junior goes and wins the Daytona 500, and that further changed our ideas on what we would do for the first episode. And so if you – I shouldn't actually give it away. I just If you haven't seen the, uh, the video, go to jrmracing.com and check it out. You can push pause on this podcast, open up a new window, <laughs> go check it out, and then come back and join yeah. us. Um, so anyways, it was, a, it was a fun video to put together, and it shows a lot of emotion. And the inspiration of that came a few years ago when Junior won his last cup race at Michigan. It, it just blew me away how people like to video themselves when they're watching their favorite sports team, or in this case, their favorite driver when they're racing. They like to video themselves on that moment of truth, the last lap. And you can go to YouTube, and you can see this all over the place. And when Junior won his last cup race, a lot of Dell Junior fans, God love them, videoed themselves as Junior was taking the checkered flag. It was it makes for phenomenal video. It happened again only ten times better this time. When Junior took the the checkered flag for the Daytona five hundred, a lot of people videoed themselves and were like, We cannot not use this. This oh, is this has to yeah. go in video. There's so much emotion. There were tears, there's grown men crying, they're knocking over furniture, they're causing destruction. And 
That's listen. This right here proves how unprofessional, by the way, this podcast is with me on it because I didn't turn my ringer off. If you can hear my cell phone, you're a man the of the people. You got to right. buy that phone, right? right? Yeah. So, anyways, that's just going to continue to ring while I talk. <laughs> so, yeah, people video themselves, and we use that this week, and it's just it makes for great stuff. So, between Regan's win and the Nationwide Series race, between Junior's win and the Cup race, we captured emotion for our uh, first episode of Jerem Three Sixty the video. So, guess who we got on the podcast today, Amanda? <laughs> Who, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> the man that won the race. The man that won the Nationwide Series race. Our very own driver of the number seven Ragu car, Regan Smith. I was wondering if you're going to specify which race right there, too. Do you want me to p- let people think that you won the Daytona 500? No, no. That's why I was wondering if you're going to specify. Now, if it means the payday that comes with the 500 then yes hey we but. should specify that it was dale jr that won the 500 not jimmy johnson because apparently there were some people that <laughs> took the rain delay coverage well and when you're talking about being down a cylinder because all oh, your screen i was down a cylinder for other reasons on sunday yes, and, you. and i woke up from a nap hey. and saw jimmy johnson win and i thought no way did i just sleep through this entire race but fortunately i realized i was in that race and that couldn't possibly be that day's race because i was sitting on my couch watching it so uh, listen I'm really trying hard not to bring up the other the, the down the cylinder that you had the <laughs> night before. Let's not call it down the cylinder. Let's just say you blew a motor. Well, I blew a motor, a head gasket. That that was oil pan and everything. It it dumped everything. Where were it, it, and guys, we're not talking about the motor in the race car here. We're talking about uh, Regan's. How, how do we want to say this? I mean, this is Jaron three sixty podcast. We don't have any couth. Do we ever have any couth anyway? You, 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 you celebrated means. so hard. That you, where were you? Where were you celebrating I, your it, victory? Yeah, at that moment I was by a flower plant, I think, or a flower you pot. You puked in a flower plant. Well, let's not get too a flower specific pot. with that. What if the flower pot owner happens to be listening to this podcast H- right now? Here's what's more. This is why I'm a good guy, and this is why I'm a good friend of you. There's video of this. And it if, if it was any other week, it probably would be JRM 360. <laughs> But Junior winning in the Daytona 500 actually does trump you puking in a flower pot. <laughs> but only the Daytona 500. If Junior wins next weekend at Phoenix, but you go blow a motor at Phoenix, I'm telling you right now, your video of you. Well, that's not, I don't want to blow a motor at Phoenix. Let's, let's specify here because that means it happened at the racetrack. None of that. Hey, I don't know, dude. You happened to have an engine change this past week at Daytona. And, and did it come out okay? It did work out pretty fine. It dude, was, you uh, won Daytona, man. We did. How in the world? Did I, and the way you did it, the way you did it. I, I, listen, nobody here, we love you. We didn't think you were going to be able to beat Brad Kozlowski with you being on the outside of him. We thought the inside row was the preferred row. Was it, actually? Uh, absolutely it was the preferred row. Then how did you do it? it you know what? Skill. It was just all skill. <laughs> I'm just it. kidding with you. Let, let, let <laughs> it was a lot of luck. I, listen, I actually, I'm not even going to joke. Of course it was skill. Of course it was. I, you you told me something on the phone after uh, after you won. You said that you used every trick in the book, that everything that you've learned about restrictor plate racing, you put it in on that last green-white checkered restart. Yeah, and, and you know, I had to in all seriousness. It was – a situation where I thought we were going to finish probably fourth or fifth. I was going to be happy keeping it in the top five because the outside lane had not worked at all. Can I can and I take you one more? I was going to be happy if you just brought it back with four wheels. Because you was, didn't do that last year, my friend. 
I had four wheels. They just weren't rolling in the same direction. <laughs> they were all going every which way. They were still uh, attached in some form. So go ahead. What it, were you saying? Yeah, it w- I thought we were going to come back probably fourth or fifth. And, and at that point, just wanted to get to the finish and, and took take what we can get. Yeah, we had a shot to win, whatever. Um, but on the restart there, I, I caught a good shove from, from the sixth car at the right time. Got on the door of the 22, and, and at that point, when we took the white flag, he had stretched it just a little bit, and that gave me the opportunity to get back to his quarter panel going into turn one. And once I got back to his quarter panel, then it was all about just, you know, stealing the track from him and stealing the air from him, pinching him off, not letting the 54 get any space to where he could move around and uh, and doing everything we could to, to fight for the air, basically. I mean, this is interesting to me because you're talking about stealing, fighting. It, doesn't, it, doesn't, it almost doesn't seem like you did anything ethical. Did, but but actually, all is fair on the last lap, right? I've said that before, and it hasn't worked out too well. So well, no, <laughs> I don't know really. if all's fair. But, but you did. Uh, pit, did. Did he have to stall his motor? Did Did he uh, get his preferred line, or did you, were you so close? to Well, him the inside was the preferred line, no matter what. It just it's shorter around the racetrack, and and you know in that situation, the inside's definitely going to be better. But once I got to his quarter panel, then I could dictate a little bit about what he was doing, and I could also keep that 54 car from squeezing up in front of us. In a perfect situation, he had it pictured that we were going to fall back off of him. He was going to pop up and win the race. And I I heard he was kind of frustrated afterwards about getting pinned in behind, and and I'm sure that's why. But but that was done by design, you know. And and I had even thought to earlier in the race, had I been out front on the bottom lane, my plan was to drag the outside lane back up next to the 54 car to slow it down enough to where they got back there and he wouldn't have the opportunity to duck out. And that was the only way I saw that we could win it from the bottom lane because either way, if it was single file, that back car had a huge decided advantage. You know, going in turn four, they're going to back off of you. You're going to watch it happen, and then they're right. going to surge again. Right. Um, so it was, you know, we had thought everything through. The part I didn't think through was restarting on the top side, and, and you know, that was uh, – that was where it got a little difficult. Let me tell you something. You're a heck of a restrictor plate racer. Has anybody ever told you that? Well, I appreciate that. Even, even the fact that uh, that was your first win at Daytona, but you did win at Talladega last year, and I still count your cup victory from <laughs> 2000, what, 8, 2007? It was well, 8, 2008, 2008. yeah. Yep. Although they, they took it away from you. Plus a couple near misses in the 500 for the past, I think, two out of the past three years had yep. a shot in the 500. And, 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 then, and, uh, and even last year at Daytona, I mean, you're winning that thing coming off of turn four. And, a couple um, second places in the 150s. Right. I almost got those at the stripe. Yeah. I mean, you just you just like these restrictor plates, huh? I, I don't know what it is. You know, I've been fortunate to be in good cars at the restrictor plate races, and, and that obviously plays a big part in it. And, you know, for whatever reason, I just I, – I know a lot of people get frustrated with restrictor plate racing because of – certain parts of it being out of your control and i'm just like anybody else i get frustrated with that at times i hate wrecking out of them and knowing that it wasn't anything of your own doing the flip side of that is i also think there is still enough you can do and there's there's a reason why you see dale denny you know guys like that brad up front week in and week out at the restrictor plate races no matter whose cars are in and it's because they They understand it. it they know it and and it doesn't matter what their equipment is they they work hard at it so i've kind of embraced that and thought about it from that standpoint as you know what this is uh this pays 46 47 points whatever it is to win let's let's try to get them all so so you're a good restrictor plate racer but it doesn't uh, clearly it doesn't transfer over to your ability to contain alcohol (laughs) (laughs) well you don't know that maybe i'm i don't know man i got video evidence here's what bothers me you it was between you and brad kislowski now brad just started drinking beer when he got the miller light sponsorship he had not drank any beer he went to junior and said how do i do this by the way (laughs) 
This what is this beer thing? Yeah, that's what Miller Lite had uh, you know riding on it. He happens to be a pretty good race car driver too. But I think Brad could actually outdrink you. Oh, I beg to differ. I I don't think that's what to Regan's defense here. He we did never just win a race, well right? he, yeah that too. But we don't even know how much alcohol he consumed that night. Do we want to know? Do we want to? So put that it could have been like hey, one. It let me taste twelve. That. Amanda, you are. Right I about actually that. think I got you, some food poisoning. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> food poisoning on the night you win Daytona. Yeah, that happens. Well, hey, it, you know, it was. A, I it was, was a at his thirtieth birthday party, Amanda. <laughs> that was another night of celebration, just for different reasons. He turned thirty. He was turning to be an old man, and then. You know, different. I you was already old. If you looked at my hairline, I was already old long before then. But well, that, I didn't yeah. say you didn't look like you were already thirty. I just said you were turning thirty. Uh, so, do you remember? The when did picture? you quit using your just for men? By the way, I never did. That's why I look forty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember the picture that we were looking at at the table at your thirtieth birthday party? I do not. This, sca- this scares ago, me now. <laughs> several years ago, I still got this uh, somewhere in the, in a cloud. We saw Regan at a football at a I Car- do remember that, Carolina huh? Panthers game, and we were making fun of him because he was wearing a Steve Smith jersey. But it's not because, and you got to know, it's not because he's a Steve Smith fan. And let's specify, I am a Broncos fan through right. and through. It's so. because it had his own last name on the jersey, so he could walk around as if he plays for the Panthers. <laughs> it has Smith on the back. And he was in a concession stand, and I said, hey, y'all, look, it's Regan Smith. And he's got a Smith jersey on. How cute. <laughs> and so we took a picture of it. And then so here we are. Fast forward, you know, years later, he didn't know that. And they were like uh, his 30th birthday party. And we're like, check this out. Look at this. Steve Smith in concession stand at <laughs> <laughs> a Carolina Panthers game. And he was like, where did you get that picture? And I said, yeah, we took it. I had forgotten about that meeting, too, until – because you took the picture and then I saw you afterwards. Yeah. The little first – who were you with? I don't remember who you were I was with, with Blaine Sellers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a check yeah. on your yeah. side there, isn't it? Yeah, no. yeah. I, Just I, kidding, Blaine. Yeah. I love you if you're listening to this. Yeah, we're buddies with Blaine. Uh, so yeah, let's get back on point here. Uh, the so you win Daytona. We're so happy about that. Um, the emotion that we I hope that we got across in the video uh, of the the fact that we're here at work now. Uh, it's the weekday, and everybody is just so happy. Uh, we're about to go do a beer toast. You gonna be okay with that? By the way, Regan. I, I think I, can, I think I think I'm good again. I think okay. I can manage it. Yeah. Uh, we're about to do a beer toast, uh, which is a tradition that we do here at Junior Motorsports after a victory. I do have one big regret from the weekend. I do. I got to tell you that. Really? I do. I I really and had it been any race other than Daytona, this year I was watching a football game and it happened to be the NFC Championship game because I wanted to see who the Broncos were going to at that time I thought beat in the Super Bowl. Right. And I saw a guy named Richard Sherman. <laughs> get on TV and proclaim to the world oh. that he was the greatest. Yes. And I said when that happened, I said, I am going to, the first win we get this year, and, and this is the the people listening to the podcast right now, they'll know this before anybody because I am going to do it at some point this year when we win a race. Hold on one second. Uh, Amanda, let's play the yeah, Richard yeah. Sherman uh, audio from the NFC Championship game. This was a post-game a post interview he did with, uh, who was Aaron it? Andrews. Aaron Andrews. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Let's, let's play it real quick. All right, here it is. So, th- so you were going to do that? I wanted to get on TV after a win and just go Richard Sherman on him 
and just let them have it. Obviously, after the fact, be like, I'm just kidding, guys, and go back to being the normal Regan that everybody knows. But do you think you would have had the same effect considering you had ragu across your chest? <laughs> I don't know. I that you know. had a household item that, you know, makes spaghetti better. I'm thankful they didn't pasta. dump ragu on me after we won because that would have got awful sticky. Uh, it would have hey, been interesting. It hasn't happened yet. True. That would be a first. You that know, there's a lot of expectations for this JRM 360, you know, and uh, that might have been mentioned. That uh, How bad would you be? If we just dumped ra- uh, oh, not ragu, at all. you would? What if it if got on the Broncos hat? It, not at all. If it's in victory lane. Hold on, i got to make a phone call real quick. Hold on one second. I said if it's in victory lane, let's specify. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're talking about here. Right. Oh, here? At Junior Motorsports. Yes. At the shop? Yes, where we are right now. If we just dumped ragu on you, would you be mad? I, I, it depends. Which flavor? Ragu has a lot of flavors. <laughs> I don't know. Chunky? <laughs> Hard, hearty and chunky? <laughs> we just talked about me blowing a motor, and you're going to give me something <laughs> chunky right now? Really? Oh. Uh, but, you, but you know what? This is a tradition now that we should start. You're saying it's okay if, if in victory lane and you win, we can dump ragu on you. Is this right? I, in victory lane, I don't think you could ever make me angry. See, I don't think it's humanly like, Amanda, possible. do you think we could make him angry? What if we... What if we pantsed him? You know, like right there on TV. You just, just you said the worst gonna, thing you can on. say to Mike Davis. You're going to pants me in a driver's suit. uniform, which is essentially a onesie to begin with. Right. <laughs> like if you can pull that off, then again, I'll high-five you and be like, you are the man because that is – I don't know how you did it. Let's see here. I don't know. Now, like, I just want to make him – see if I can make him mad in victory lane, which is so odd because <laughs> I'm happy. I don't want to, you know – Sour How did we take this from a happy conversation to making somebody mad? See, this is what JRM 360 does. We don't have a template, and we sort of just wing it <laughs> because that's what we are. That's what we do for the videos, and that's what we're doing for the podcast. And you're here, and we're talking about ragu sauce, and now I'm about making people mad. Is there a problem? I'm, yes, I'm angry about it. Oh, that makes you angry. <laughs> okay. Uh, but congratulations. That's me being serious. Just to prove that I can be, especially on this podcast, but I'm, we're so proud of Regan. What a great episode. I hope people listen to this because this is a good deal. Um, good luck to Regan tomorrow. Uh, good luck to all our teams tomorrow. Chase Elliott's going to be in the Napa Chevrolet. Kevin Harvick starting off for us, uh, his debut for Junior Motorsports this weekend. I can't wait to get him on 360, the video, and the podcast. Let me tell you something. You want a little secret? And fans, you help us out here. I have spoken to Josh Jones, Kevin Harvick's guy, and also Kevin Harvick about possibly hosting their own podcast on Dirty Mo Radio. Can you imagine, if you know Josh Jones, at Mother Function on Twitter, <laughs> if you know Josh Jones and you know Kevin Harvick and then you put those two together on the same show in the same room. How am I supposed to control that? Uh, I don't know. You're the professional here. I'm not. But let me tell you something. The possibility of a Kevin Harvick, Josh Jones podcast, oh, my gosh. I would uh, – I would listen every week just as a fan. So, um, yeah, we're excited about what Kevin Harvick can do. And maybe he's uh, – maybe we bring him on. He's definitely going to be on Jam 360, the videos. Yes, yes. I don't right. even want to know what that's going to cost us. <laughs> I'm talking about His the damage. His pocketbook should be open for this right. one, yeah, you know. Uh, it's, it, I put it this way. If, if we actually utilize any of his ideas, it's going to cost us a lot of money. Yes. Because we're going to have to, whether it's uh, out-of-court settlements or just straight-up lawsuits. The legal department here better have yeah. contracts ready. Ryan Beadle's going to have his work <laughs> cut out for him. Anyways, so, yeah, that's uh, going on this weekend, um, and that's a wrap for this podcast. So, Amanda, thank you for being on here. Uh, good luck to you as you uh, deal with us for the rest of the year. <laughs> and uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.
Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.